0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, we're talking about bringing faith into
1: your business practices. We're we're, we're talking about um, keeping your faith in your person as you live your professional lives, the topic is the goddess. This is a roundtable discussion, and uh, the last half hour was great, and we got another half hour to go as we come up on three minutes past the hour, regardless of your time zone. My name is Monsignor Schumacher, and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be hosting uh, Bishop Kagan as a part of this roundtable. Bishop, we're going to go back to you. Um, uh, Jim Collins wrote a book entitled Good to Great, and we, we visited briefly about this at our last show, Ken, and this book is a study, so it's factual. And, and one, of the, one of the greatest, according to Jim Collins, one of the greatest qualities in a leader is humility in this book, and you know, Bishop Kagan. When, whenever I've dealt with Legatus members, I, I've I really have uh, uh, felt that palpable uh, underlying humility really in them. Uh, it, it, you have as well, and uh, am I am I am I accurate with that?
2: No, uh, that's very true. And what yeah, I'm uh, I am always edified by is no matter how. Uh, successful the members are in business and in the the public square, uh, there's a, an evident realization that uh, whatever uh, good that, that has come to them has come to them as a gift from God for them, but for them also to use to benefit others, whether it's their employees, uh, their the parish, the, uh, the, the community. And it, that really is a hallmark, uh, as I see it, uh, in, in all of my experiences, uh, both here and in my former diocese with Legata's members. And it's not something that, you know, they themselves kind of broadcast. It just comes through. Uh, yes. Uh, not so much uh, even in what they say, but just in what they do as Catholic uh, men and women in business uh, who uh, see that as uh, God's gift to them to save their souls and to help them help others save their souls in whatever way it might
1: be possible. The greatest quality in a leader... Humility. Bishop Kagan, you chose Father Tom Grasgard to be the chaplain for uh, Legatus. Is this an order or a group? Ken, what do you, what do you call this? A, a, a,
3: it's a chapter, a, a chapter. It's a
1: group. Cha- yeah. cha- chapter is the word I'm looking for. Why did you choose, Bishop Kagan, why did you choose Father uh, Tom Grasgard for for this chapter, and, and what, what is his role? Uh,
2: well, I think all the members of Legatus, uh, and certainly you, senior, uh, recognize we have outstanding priests in our diocese. Indeed. We don't have enough of them, but we, the priests we have are, are exemplary men of faith, very capable uh, pastorally and in so many other ways. But uh, the one thing uh, I, I uh, had in mind with Father Grasgard, he's an excellent priest in every way, but I think bishops have a tendency uh, in these matters. I'd like to find an, an older, older priest uh, to be a chaplain for this group. And uh, I have nothing against that. But what uh, one of my motivations, besides just Father Gratzgaard being an excellent priest, is to, uh, in a way, uh, alert all of the other priests his age, and and now several who are e- even younger than he in years of ordination as priests. That uh, I I want them involved not just with their parish duties, which are considerable, and F- Father does a superb job as pastor of the uh, Beulah Hazen cluster, but I want them involved in uh, extra parochial. Uh, uh, Catholic life as well, and it it takes their own formation, priestly formation, in and outside of the seminary now to another level. And Father, I I I, I just I'm so impressed with uh, his goodness uh, and um, his dedication uh, to uh, legatus, uh, and um, uh, I. I i can't say enough about uh, at least how i've observed him as a pastor both as as a as a an associate pastor uh pastor uh chaplain uh in two of our high schools and i know monsignor you'll remember it was under his chaplaincy that trinity uh high school finally won a know your faith contest and uh uh, that's a testament to Father. Uh, he's he's a, just a good priest uh, who's in love with the Church, and um, like, uh, like the priests in general, when I asked him, he didn't even hesitate. He said, whatever you want, Bishop, I'll do that. And uh, believe me, that's music to a bishop's ears from time to time when priests say that. Just like you did,
1: Moncey. Uh, just so. like I will, again, if I need to. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, uh, Father Tom Grasgard is, uh, lived with me as well uh, after he was ordained. And I know I know that he enjoys uh, the, the chapter. And I, I know that he um, uh, really contributes a lot to it. Very, very likable, uh, young, active priest. Uh, also with with a dog, I might add, Bishop. So we'll add that to the club as well. Uh, yeah. Now, Shane, let's go back to you. Shane Gettle is part of the roundtable here. Um, why? What? What is the importance of um, Catholic business leaders kind of sticking together?
4: No, that's an excellent question. Um, I think that first of all, in in all of the challenges we face as business owners, um, you can you can um, you can get lost a little bit. Perhaps you can get too tied up in in the bottom line, in the profit, and, uh, and running the business in that fashion. And what this group has done for me is remind me that there are others out there who are um, serious about their Catholic faith, but also looking to integrate it in their, in their workplace. And uh, you, you touched on it. It's not just the speakers. It's also the networking. It's the conversations that we have at the tables with each other about what's going on um, and how we treat our employees. If, if our businesses are successful, how do we share that success with our employees? And as, as uh, David Volk talked about, treating them fairly, treating them with dignity, treating them with respect, and understanding that every person, no matter who they are, is uh, you know created in the image and likeness of God, and that that that's something that we need to be mindful of in the way we treat others in our business.
1: Uh, our roundtable Bishop Kagan is on the phone David and Bonnie Volk are here Shane Gettle, Ken Darnell and um, John and Jennifer Warford we're coming to you live from the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, North Dakota my name is Monsignor Schumacher and this is a really good segment Uh, David, let's go to you David Volk Um, Jim Collins in his book has what he calls the hedgehog concept and I've used this with my students the three interlocking circles first what are you passionate what do you want to do in life what are you passionate about in life is, is the first circle the second is what are you good at i mean if you're passionate about it are you good at and then the third is you know can i get paid to do it can, can i can i uh, you know drive my economic engine with it um, so obviously you've all been getting paid you're obviously very good at what you've done but but i t- tell me about how how the has kept you passionate about what, what you do. I, I've always told my employees I can't think of a more miserable life than, than to wake up in the morning and wait for five pm I mean can, can there be a greater living hell than that really? Uh, you know I mean I mean to, to to get up in the morning to be excited about going to work I mean I know work is work, but generally you know do you enjoy what you do? How has the goddess kept that passion in, in your in your work, David?
0: Well, I think uh, the goddess has really uh, taken the the roots of faith and put it into work for me. I think we've always had it as we grew up Catholic, and and you know you, you, where do you put that? You know, as you, as you go through life, and I love what I do. Uh, we have lots of people that we kind of quarterback and keep in one place, and different projects, and and to uh, work with all those people. And to have them all come together and be productive, and then to get paid, but yet still have some roots and some sense to it. That uh, you know, and the, and I still I think that Catholic Christian uh, part behind us on our shoulder uh, really brings that home. And I think it shows in in you know our quality and and how how the people, the crews, the managers treat each other. And so I think that's kind of the, the the gist of it and
1: so. mayor warford you indicated you're 47 years in as an orthodontist you're correct. You're, you're still yes you're you're, you're still um uh, part-time obviously you you, yes. you you must still love what you do and you're passionate about it
5: i do i i absolutely love it i love to pull on the gloves I, i've ac- actually practiced 12 <laughs> years without gloves if you can believe
1: wow that's, yeah, that's, that's old dating school. me that's old school.
5: It is, you know. And, you, you, probably know think,
1: didn't, you probably didn't even have a mask on when you weren't oh, no clothes. mask, no. <laughs> no. We didn't know what it was uh, at
5: the time. Uh, you know, I think, you know, you talked about the passion, and I think David touched on it, and Shane, the, the idea of bringing your, uh, a passion into your business or a passion into your, the people, the business. Uh, I spoke earlier about, uh, you know, virtuous leadership is bringing out the best in your team. And uh, let me just do, uh, and I don't know if I have enough time, but a very quick example of this, something that actually did work for us. We had, uh, in our Warford Orthodontics, had a a -A Make-A-Wish Foundation come to us, um, a young woman. uh, She was actually uh, junior high or middle school. Uh, Her dying wish was to have straight teeth. Uh, She had terminal brain cancer. And, uh, uh, of course, we said, uh, you know, we will... Take her on as a make a wish. However, we're going to do it pro bono. You take her, the make a wish money that you would do for us, let her do something else. Well, she got a makeover for her bedroom. But she also got braces on her teeth. And unfortunately, she died um, with braces on her teeth. But we as a group, our team, it devastated our team in the office. But we all got together and said, you know, what can we do to maybe you know, make this better. And so we created in the office uh, a program called the Doreen's Wish. That was her name, and we have the permission of her family to use her name. Uh, the Doreen's Wish program, where we um, have pro bono um, orthodontic treatment that we provide for People that have uh, you know less advantage uh, financially in our society, and it has transformed our team. It's brought our team much more together. It's a Catholic thing that we we did, even though we don't have all Catholics on our staff, but we brought that Catholic thinking um, into our practice.
1: And it's brought your team joy. Uh, yes, ab- yes, above absolutely. all joy which which always comes from giving because the human being has a need to give and, and and when we do we experience that joy
5: absolutely
1: we're going to take a break we're coming up on 16 minutes past the hour we have uh, just a few more minutes to go with this wonderful legatus roundtable uh, group we're coming to you live from the church of corpus christi in bismarck north dakota and i'm its pastor we'll be back in just one moment Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering excellent care. all right we are coming up on 18 minutes past the hour we're going to run this to the bottom of the hour my name is monsignor schumacher and uh we're we're wrapping up a, a round table discussion here on the goddess and it's been, a, it's been a really good one. Uh, the members of this roundtable discussion are Bishop David Kagan, David and Bonnie Volk, Shane Gettle, John and Jennifer Warford, and Ken Darnell. Uh, Ken, th- th- let's go to you. And uh, again, as we kind of wrap things up and as we've talked about the gifts of Legatus, again, why? Well, why, why Legatus?
3: I've thought about this a lot, Monsignor. Thank you so much. And the best way that I would put it, it was to use an analogy. It's really in my experience with Legatus. Uh, I like to play golf, and a good friend of mine who I play golf with is colorblind for just one color, green. And it occurred to me, green isn't a color to him. It's a place. You hit the ball onto the green. You know, he has no concept, no int- no concept of what green is. He understands intellectually it's a combination of yellow and blue but he doesn't know what green is. And I think for Legatus, it allows us to introduce the all powerful and ever living God. Like myself, you know, I knew the rubrics, I knew the teachings of the church, but I had no experience of a living God. And I think Legatus, through the speakers, the sacraments, I've heard, I've been blessed with hearing so many speakers say, My Lord and my Master, it has stirred my soul. And I'm not talking about just a touchy-feely emotional thing, but I think in the analogy of my friend who intellectually understands what green is, but will never experience green. And Legatus, if if you were, gives you the experience of green, of experiencing our, our Lord in a personal way.
1: And that goes back to, uh, again, the joy that, that we talked about with, uh, with, with the Warfords and, and the, the joy of giving. Bonnie, before we came on, we, we visited briefly about uh, how we always don't recognize how these members give. Let's um, that, that's, that's expand that idea a little bit.
6: Well, I think sometimes it, right now in, in the world we're living in, you hear that word capitalism and you, you, it's not necessarily given or, or mentioned in a good context. And I, I would just like to say that the entrepreneurs and the folks, the business leaders that I've encountered um, in my, in, not only in the goddess, but only throughout our Catholic faith are just very giving people. Um, I think we don't hear much about their giving because of their humility. Um, it's one thing that um, I, I just wanted to put that out there, that truly giving and, and humble, charitable. Um, and so to not be so shy of that word capitalism. Yeah. And uh, we, we
1: talked about the activities of uh, Legatus. You're, you're going to have your evening tonight. Uh, you, have, you, you have a meal. You have mass the sacrament of confession is available to you, right? Do you have a speaker coming in tonight, Ken, or is this it?
3: We do have a speaker, in. I've drawn a blank at his name. I, I should touch base with Abby, our chapter administrator. So, so but... you,
1: you have speakers come in, and, and another thing that you do is you, you have pilgrimage opportunities. Uh, Jennifer, we, we were visiting briefly about that. Tell, tell us about uh, where did you go, and how was it?
6: It's uh, interesting, but we had signed up to go to Israel about 10 years ago. We've always wanted to go there. And since then, we've had to cancel two different trips we signed up for Israel for personal reasons. And so last year, after we became um, members of Legatus... I thought, I checked on the website and I thought, I wonder if they have pilgrimages abroad. In the meantime, over the last 10 years, we've heard many times about a couple, Stephen and Janet Ray, who led amazing trips to the Holy Land. And we hadn't been signed up with them before, but I went on the website and I clicked on the Holy Land and lo and behold, they partnered with Ray's. And I thought, okay, this is a sign. We wanted to go with them. We're part of Legatus now. Hopefully, nothing gets in our way. And so, we signed up last, um, a couple years ago when we went last fall um, with them in September of 2019. And so, they partnered um, with Legatus. And all I can say is, this trip to Israel, I can describe it as a radical faith experience. It was absolutely amazing. It was a very first class trip, as you would expect from Legatus. Um, It included everything that you want in a pilgrimage. Including eating at mom and pop places um, with the local food, and we always supported Catholics over there. They found those restaurants. Um, in our trip, with our trip, we had a priest from New York, we had a deacon from Illinois, and our bus driver was a Jewish Palestinian. Our other guide that was with us at all times was a Catholic Palestinian, and the Gospels just came alive for us. Um, after that. For example, last Sunday, the reading on the Beatitudes, John and I said, we just pictured ourselves on the Mount of the Beatitudes with Mass overlooking the Sea of Galilee. It just came so alive um, for us. Um, And one of the neat things about it is they suggested we purchase rosaries at the very beginning, which we did. And by the end of the trip, we have visited every site of the 20 Mysteries of the Rosary and this these rosaries had gone with us so we feel those rosaries are very very valuable and we brought petitions with us from friends and family and those petitions were at mass every morning um, at the altar at the end of the trip we went to the wailing wall and we were able to stick those petitions in the wailing wall in the cracks and it just it meant the world to us and so we hope to go on, once COVID is over, we'd love to go. They're doing a trip to, on the Camino at the St. James Trail. And I'm sure it would be just as beautiful and meaningful as the Israel trip was to us. Uh,
1: there, there's nothing like a radio uh, show with um, Steve Ray. And I interviewed Steve Ray during my last show. And uh, he, he's the real deal. And uh, also a trip to the Holy land is um, the real deal. I mean, because everything comes alive and for you to have those opportunities is, is, is really another blessing. Uh, I I had a trip planned for the fall of 21 and I had to cancel that. But by the way, Steve Ray said he's going back in April. He's, he's going to start taking group groups back to, to, to the Holy land in in April. And uh, so thank you for that. Yes. I, I hope we get back to, you know, I, I just, just one year ago, I, I I had a parish group in Ireland, and it's just like well, you know, wow! It seems like five, ten years ago, it was just you know, one year ago, the world was a different place. Uh, Shane, let's get back to you. Um, uh, we're talking about faith, we're talking about business, um, but but aside from from uh, people being a member of this chapter of Legatus, um, what would you say to professionals who feel that that their work? And the constraints of their work, sometimes beyond their control, is pulling them away from what they really believe. Uh, their their Catholic faith. Um, they they kind of get caught on 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 the treadmill, and and they 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 don't want it to happen, but you know they don't have entire control over their lives as professionals. What would you say to those people who are kind of feel like they're losing touch? with the faith, the Catholic faith they've been given in their professional lives.
4: Yeah, and I think that what you're talking about is that, uh, first of all, you start missing the joy, the joy uh, clocking in and waiting till five o'clock, miserable mm. existence. Uh, when we take our faith seriously, though, it transforms our view of life, and it, uh, it it invests even some of the dullest moments with the possibility of offering them up to to God. And so... As you've been pulled away, if uh, if there signs, for example, that that's impacting one's prayer life, impacting relationships with with those who are closest to you and your family, etc., cetera, um, the the challenge really is to um, uh, is to is to find is to reconnect, find yourself back in communion first with our Lord, but then also with others who are strong in the faith. So that uh, you don't look at your, your this, this work that you need to do, that you can offer it up to God to start with, even if it's dull, even if it's boring, but offer it up to God and say, you know, I'm going to get through this. This is I don't like doing this, but this is my sacrifice to you, Lord, for today. And that brings meaning to that work. It's sanctifying work itself. That also then brings joy in, and uh, it has a profound ripple effect, I think, in in one's life when you can can work on harvesting that attitude. And that's hard. That's hard work. It's hard to remind yourself that that's what we're supposed to do day in and day out. But it is worth it.
1: Uh, this roundtable has been uh, real, really good. And, I, and I, I think all of you have uh, served uh, your chapter very well and, and the church very well this morning. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up soon. Ken, I got a couple more questions for you, but again, our roundtable here for the last hour has been Bishop David Kagan, David and Bonnie Volk, Shane Gettle, John and Jennifer Warford, and Ken Darnell. Uh, Ken, you, you are, um, the regional, uh, uh, the regional director. Tell us about your work nationally for Legatus. You're from Dallas. What is your role and what brings you here to Bismarck? During an epidemic.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I'm from Detroit, originally born and raised in Detroit and raised a family in Ann Arbor and uh, just decided I wanted to do something different after raising four kids and uh, being 30 years in a software career. And so uh, I ended up working for Legatus as a regional director, but it required me to move to Dallas because all the chapters that I'd be responsible for are essentially direct flights out of Dallas. So I've been with Legatus for four years and... uh, it has been a blessing. It, my, my role is to simply um, to encourage, to support, to help existing chapters grow and to, to look for opportunities for new chapters. We'll never go to a diocese without the express support and encouragement of the local bishop. And, of course, Bishop Kagan has been off the charts mm-hmm. in terms of his support for us.
1: You, you, uh, it's impossible without uh, the bishop's support. Uh, to, to get the work done. Now, how many chapters are you involved with?
3: There are 19 in my particular region.
1: So you're on the road a lot.
3: I am, yes. And <laughs> and,
1: and are you as active? I mean, you know, North Dakota is is pretty active during these days uh, of the epidemic. Are you are you still moving around? Obviously, you're here, so you're moving sure. around. But,
3: um... It varies wildly, as you can imagine, depending on the region. But uh, most chapters have been striving to meet. Uh, during the... You know, the last number of months, many chapters were having events virtually via uh, uh, Zoom uh, events. speaker would dial in or whatever. But most chapters are really biting at the bit to get back together to meet in person, and many have been.
1: We're, we're all waiting to return to normal. Ken, you can uh, be on my radio show anytime. This ah. is the second time I've interviewed you. Thank you and welcome back to North Dakota. What a pleasure! Thank I you. I want Mancini. to thank my I want to thank the roundtable participants here: Bishop David Kagan, David and Bonnie Volk, Shane Gettle, John and Jennifer Warford, and of course Ken Darnell. Uh, this has been a good hour about Legatus. If you want to listen to what we talked about, or Not sure what we talked about. You can listen to this show again uh, on our website. All the shows are on podcasts in perpetuity. Uh, So listen to that, and uh, we will run this show uh, again as well. Uh, Ken, I think it's been a good—I think it's been a good hour for your for your promotion. Oh my goodness! uh, For uh, if you listen to this, and if I could say, you've all been fine ambassadors. You've all been fine ambassadors of uh, of of people who are professionals and uh, Catholics, and I'm I'm proud to uh, to be with all of you. So. So thank you. Thank you to our roundtable this morning. And and Lori, thanks for uh, getting us on the air as we're coming to you live from the Church of Corpus Christi. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. We're coming up on 31 minutes past the hour. I want to thank everybody who has been listening. We have uh, some more Real Presence Live to go on your Real Presence radio
0: network. We'll be back in just one moment. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live